0: So teachers, you're the best. And when I consider all that you do, I just don't know how you do it. You're listening to Small Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact. Small towns have a big heart and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small-Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. Welcome, friends, to this week's episode of the Small-Minded Podcast. Now, at this time of year, I always get a little fiery a little sassy because i don't know if you guys realize this but we are just coming off the first week of may which on the calendar is not only Cinco de Mayo and Mother's Day but it's also Teacher Appreciation Week, Nurse Appreciation Week, Firefighter Appreciation Day and then all of these like really critical community like needs that we're celebrating in one week i object And I'm like, I just want, and did I throw a small business week in there? We're just cramming all of these really important people and positions into one week. It just doesn't seem fair. And I, I oppose. And I'm going to use this platform to share why. But anyway, so now that I've um, stepped off that soapbox, thank you for entertaining my objections. But now that we've stepped off that soapbox today, I really want to dig into small town teachers and the importance that they have in not only the lives of our children, but really in the overall community. And what they do on the day-to-day is, as you guys know, I feel like underappreciated, but critical in how we as modern families and folks live our day-to-day lives. And in addition, we're going to share stories of specific small-town teachers who just really deserve a shout-out for the impact that they make. Okay, so I know you guys are familiar with my story. If you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, you know that I am a teacher by trade. So as a young girl growing up in the small town of Cascade, Iowa, population 1800 to 2000, somewhere in there at the time of my upbringing in the 90s and 2000s, I look to my teachers as these like larger than life figures. And I know that we joke. About how young kids will often see their teachers at the grocery store or in like just passing at a community event, and kids are often like stopped in their tracks, like, Oh my gosh, what is she doing here when she's supposed to be at school right now? It's almost as if teachers shouldn't have a life outside of the classroom in the eyes of children. But it is so funny because that's what I thought of my teachers as growing up too. I really did have a reverence for them and what they did and even looking back on the memories of my early childhood years and through my adolescence, the lessons and the moments of those memories are often in the classroom and not just sitting in the desk and listening to what they had to tell me, but the books that they put in my hands, the opportunities that they allowed for us and really the the love of education, and the light that they inspired within me all really add up to the person I am today. And maybe I'm just extra sentimental, but as I was deciding what I wanted to do as I was pursuing my college degree, I honestly went to the University of Northern Iowa with absolutely no clue of what I wanted to pursue and later in life. And it took me taking a personality assessment, and then I was kind of matched up to careers that would fit what my strengths were. And I think like three of my top five potential majors were in the education field. And as I was kind of thinking through the results after I received them, and I was, had the paper in my hand and it said, oh, here's a major that would suit you, here's a major that would suit you. I began thinking about how education kept coming up. And I was thinking back on my memories and I was like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. Because a lot of my favorite times in, well, at that point, up to those 19 years, I was like, so much of what I did and became was a result of learning and books and leadership and opportunity and sharing what I thought and felt with others. And so I leaned into the idea of becoming a middle school, high school language arts teacher. And it just fit. It fits so well. I loved reading. I loved books. And I wanted to see kids enjoy that too. And at that time of my college education, new methods of teaching reading were coming out with books like The Book Whisperer and like really giving kids ownership and agency to choose the literature that they wanted to read so that it would just inspire them to intrinsically love to read and not so much they had this prescriptive like Romeo and Juliet and The Odyssey And um, Catcher in the Rye, like you had to read every single one of those classic pieces of literature. It was more like giving free read time just so that they could enjoy a book. And that's what I was so, so in love with. And I look at my teaching career, even though I'm like now 10 years removed, but a lot of the moments then of teaching that stick out in my mind also relate to books and the literature that kids connected with. And I can still picture the faces of certain kids who would sit at the beginning of the school year on the first day and say, I hate to read Mrs. Knuth. I will not read. We started with like 10 minutes of free reading every day. And those kids would like oppose me. And they'd sit and they'd stare at the wall. And I'd say, "Okay, you really don't have to read any particular book. Just what are some things you're interested in? And I'll help you find a book that matches that. And I remember this one student in particular, he was so obstinate. He was not going to read. And then I connected him with a book about a World War II fighter pilot who, um, maybe he wasn't a fighter pilot, but uh, oh gosh, and now the name of it is Even Escaping Me, but I know that there's a movie about it too. And this student really connected with that book and by the end of the semester, we were up to like a half hour of free reading. We had block scheduling. So we had like a 90-minute block every day or every other day. And he was like, 30 minutes was not enough. And he would oftentimes, I'd catch him like while we were doing grammar instruction or writing instruction, and he'd be trying to read underneath his desk. And I was like, this is why. This is why I did what I did. Because I wanted to see these kids see the beauty and the power of story. And There are other books that really stick out in my mind and kids that connected with those books and asked questions. And I think all of that just illustrates that, you know, we think of teachers as standing in front of the classroom, maybe lecturing, um, maybe just like doing worksheets, correcting papers. But the lasting legacy of a teacher is showing their students what they are innately capable of and believing in them and giving them inspiration to pursue their unique gifts. And I hope that's what I was able to do for some students. And as I reflect on my own teaching career, however short it was, I do think about those ways that I could have approached a situation better and ways that now as an older, wiser woman and mom, I would have handled things differently. But the best parts of my teaching career are those students who I was able to connect with and give them like motivation going forward in their own lives. And still to this day, I students that I come across, former students, I guess, I will like make eye contact with them at the local bar, which is so weird. Or like just in their professional careers, which is also weird, like former students of mine have billboards and it's crazy. But I'm just like, I can see in their eyes like that look immediately of like, oh my gosh, is this Molly? Is this Mrs. Knuth? What do I say? And I kind of probably get a deer in the headlights look too, like, oh my gosh, do they remember me as their teacher? Was I, <laughs> was I a jerk? What, did, they, did they like me? Uh, do they even want to talk to me right now? I don't know. And then we are always like kind of do the head nod and we're like, hi, how are you? What are you doing these days? And then we just kind of fall into conversation. But it is just like you never forget a teacher. They really do have the power to Shape your life for the better and sometimes for the more challenging, but I like to focus on the better around here. And I think all of that just kind of hinges on the foundation of teaching. And that even though, like, maybe as a society, we have this view that teachers are to prepare our kids for certain things, really what teaching falls back to is relationships. That's everything in teaching. And it's also the most challenging thing that we put our teachers through, I believe. Because back in the day, I know that we like to kind of put on rose-colored glasses when we think about our time in school and say, like, well, back in my day, we just did this and it worked. And over the years, like, teaching has really evolved. There's a lot more emphasis on individualized instruction and meeting kids where they are and getting them to their own individual goals which is super great because we need that. And it's something that I really truly believe in too. But when you talk about budget cuts and how many students are in a classroom and then being in the position of a classroom teacher, trying to meet 30 kids where they're at and get them to make progress is so, so challenging. But the relationships that you cultivate with these students are what really allow you to help the students get to those goals or not. And I know that, like I said, we from the outside looking in might have this idea of what teaching could be because through our eyes, this is what we experienced going through the system as students. But when you are on that flip side, and you're in that classroom leadership role, you understand how challenging it is to teach to every single student. And if you're a parent, you might even understand like how different your own kids can be. They've grown up in the same household with The same parent, and most likely a similar parenting style throughout child to child. But I hope that helps you to see like, okay, a teacher is doing that with 30 kids from different households, from different parents, from different socioeconomic statuses, with different living and life situations in each and every circumstance. But those teachers are the person for those 30 kids for eight hours a day, five days a week. And in a lot of situations, the students are seeing their teacher for more hours a day than they are their parents. And I think that we sometimes forget that, and we need to really appreciate the role that these teachers play because it is so pivotal. And the further along we get, teachers aren't just teaching rote academics; they're not teaching reading, writing, arithmetic, social studies. I know that in my um, my child's school, for example, in the fifth grade they have what is called Wino Wednesdays and that is a result of kids needing some life instruction too and so they've learned things like baking bread and checking the oil of a car changing a tire checking tire pressure and just some of those really simple everyday basic skills that kids need because maybe they're lacking that in their own households and I think that that's an amazing thing and there's all sorts of praise that can fall on that. But I also think that as parents, we need to step up and be teachers too and say, okay, I need to not just get this done. And I'm, you guys, I'm not lecturing. I'm saying this to myself just as much as anybody listening. Like I need to understand that it is not other people's job to teach my kids basic skills. I need to slow down. And even though I want to be the person that does it perfectly, does it the right way, make the bed without creases, do dishes without getting a gallon of water on the floor, Um, go through this thing in the house because I'm just faster at it and I don't want to like poke around waiting for the kids to get it done. But in those moments, I need to allow that for my kids because that is a teachable moment that will serve them later in life. And if we don't do that as parents, then we're asking our teachers to do that in the classroom when they already have so much other things on their plate. So I do think that When we think about teaching in our communities, we do think about those who are teachers, but we also need to think of ourselves as parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, neighbors. How are we able to step up and be teachers for the young people in our community? Because that is just as important because teaching those life skills is crucial and it's cornerstone to not only teaching them how to be people, but be good citizens and see what it means to be a small town community member and how they can actively contribute in their own lives. So big thing, we are all teachers here. School is in session, my friend. Business school, that is. At Molly Knuth Media, we offer our brand new business school mastermind for the small town female entrepreneur and small business owner who is in years two through seven of her business. You know, she's started her business, she's established herself, but now she wants to grow. She wants to bring on team members. She wants to figure out her pricing. She wants to set boundaries around her time that she's available. She wants to know better marketing practices. She wants to connect with other women at this similar stage of business. And she's just ready to find that circle who can elevate her, her business, her brand, and create something that lasts. So what you get in this mastermind membership is a monthly guest professor on a focus topic. And it's not just me, you guys. It's going to be my friends and trusted professionals who are experts in their field and can help you get your goals. We also offer two monthly office hours calls, which is like a fancy way of saying a question and answer session with a service provider who is also one of my friends. They'll take your questions and they'll give advice in a specific business or personal topic, because we want to approach this from like a holistic standpoint of running a business. We'll also have a monthly hot seat session so that our members can sit down together, discuss something that's on their mind. We can tackle challenges. We can brainstorm ideas. But we're going to come together so that we can see one another's faces and we can really build relationships with the students in this mastermind. You'll also get access to our MKM video training library so you can find the trainings that you need the most and access to our business service provider directory. If you're interested in something like this for your business, please reach out. You can DM me at Molly Knuth Media on Instagram or shoot me an email at hello at mollyknuthmedia.com with the subject line MKM Business School. We will get you all the details about how to join, when to join, and if this is the right fit for you. But reach out if this sounds like something that is just resonating with where you're at in this season of business. And I'd love to walk by your side, introduce you to my besties, and help you get to that next level. MKM Business School Mastermind is where it's at. We can all be teachers. And okay, if that segue was a little bit um, harsh, know that I had to record this in two parts. But I hope that it wasn't too jarring for you as a listener. Um, but when I think back to like teachers that I had throughout my life, I had some really great like real teachers. So I think back to Mrs. McLaughlin and my third grade teacher, and I'll never forget how she made me feel like really cared for. And the summer before we would start third grade, I know it was a tradition for her to send a postcard to every student in her classroom from wherever she had traveled that summer. And so I remember getting a postcard with seashells on it. And also in her classroom, she really emphasized reading, which now that I think about it, might be why I loved it so much. But um, I remember that she could, or she would give you a book if you reached certain goals throughout the year. And I think one of mine that I got was Hank the Cow Dog. And I remember her also reading to us some rolled doll books that were really. Entertaining, and she really loved reading, and I think that did instill a love of reading into me too. And I also, okay, guys, all of these teachers I wrote down were reading teachers. Gosh, there's a theme here. Um, and then I think about Mrs. Knapper, who was my seventh grade reading teacher, and I remember that she allowed us to read the books that we wanted to, and as like a formative assessment at the end of each book, she would, or sorry, that would be a summative assessment. Yeah, it's been so long, you guys but um she would like let us do presentations or instead of like taking a test on it we would just do a like uh book talk or we would do a project based grading system so i remember like i read a book about palm reading and it was so cool and then i did a big poster about like what the lines in your palm mean and do i remember any of that today absolutely not but i remember that i felt so cool and i read a book called ella enchanted and then i took like an old monopoly game board and turned it into, or maybe it was Candyland. And then I like associated it with characters and different events throughout that book. And it was those kind of creative opportunities that allowed me to kind of express myself, I guess, and see like the fun side and what you could do to demonstrate what you had learned instead of just taking a test and receiving a grade and response. And then at the college level, one of the teachers that I most appreciated was a teacher called Dr. McGillivray. And I took images of women in literature with her. And I just took this class as like a fulfillment of my degree, but it ended up being like one of the most transformational classes that I took. And one thing that she made sure that we learned was that in society and the way that we were maybe brought up and the things that we had learned up to that point, like we just took at face value a lot of times. So the characters in books that we all talk about, like Romeo. Juliet, or um, if you read Jane Eyre, like the Jane, the main character, and then the male protagonist in that book. Like we were presented with a certain storyline and we took it. And then her job and that images of women class was to help us break down and look at those characters from a different lens. And then what did that say about us and how we view women in society? And so I remember that Jane Eyre book. And We read Jane Eyre, the original classic, and then she introduced us to a companion novel called The Wide Sargasso Sea, and it was written from the perspective of the woman in the attic that is in Jane Eyre. And in Jane Eyre, she's perceived as like this crazy woman that had to get locked up in the attic by her husband because he didn't know what to do with her. And then in Wide Sargasso Sea, it takes the perspective of the woman in the attic and gives her a backstory, and it's like what her life was like in the Caribbean, and how she came across this man she fell in love with, and he moved her back to England, and everything was so different, and she didn't know what to do, and then he locked her away because he didn't accept, and then he was like, it was just like amazing to say, oh my gosh, maybe I've been thinking about this all wrong, and she did that through several other books too, and it was just It really gave me a different perspective, not just on literature, but like in the stories we're told. And it taught me a lot about life. And that's what I think we have such a power of, not just like in reading and teaching, but just as humans, like considering perspective and considering other people's perspectives and not that you have to say that they're right or wrong, but just entertaining and listening and what a difference that can make. And so. Those are teachers who I identified as transformational, but I know that like throughout my life, it wasn't just teachers standing in front of a classroom that could teach me things. It was the bosses that I've had along the way at the cafe that I worked at in the manufacturing plant that I worked at. They definitely taught me a lot of things that I use today as a leader and as a role model in my own company. I learned from my grandparents. I learned from my aunts and uncles. I learned from friends. I learned from parents of my friends. I learned from Girl Scout leaders. I learned from uh, leaders in my community. And along the way, there were so many people who have taught me, not just the people standing in front of the classroom. But in honor of those teachers who are standing in front of the classroom, who are giving so much of themselves. And their time and all of the things to our kids, to the next generation. I think that what we can best do as small town folk is A, thank them for all that they do, B, be supporters of what they're trying to do, and C, assume some of that teaching role ourselves as well and say a lot of these things that they are. Doing as teachers in the classroom, I can support that with what I'm doing here at home. And it doesn't mean that I have to stand up and teach math to my fourth grader. It just means that I can demonstrate all the best things that I want my child to be. I can back the teacher, I can support them in the life lessons that I'm teaching my children, I can support them in the respect that I'm teaching to my children. I can support them in like just giving my kids an understanding of what it takes for a teacher to give so much of their energy to the next generation. And I hope all this makes sense. I hope that it came across and how much I just really appreciate teachers. And as I consider like I don't know how long I'm going to hang my hat on the fact that I was a teacher for like a short amount of time, but I really do have so much reverence and respect for the men and the women who choose this career path because I truly do see that if we don't change the way we view education and we don't begin to more actively support the efforts of our local education systems and our teachers, that there may be a time where we don't have enough people who pursue this career path. And I think that's something that we need to take a long, hard look at as people in small towns. So teachers, you're the best. And when I consider all that you do, I just don't know how you do it. I certainly was not able to myself. And I really appreciate everyone who has had a hand in teaching my kids and me. And you're awesome. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Small Minded. If you have a teacher who has really had an imprint on your life, or if you are a teacher yourself, I would love to hear from you. So go ahead and tag the Small Minded Podcast or tag Molly Knuth Media in Instagram stories or on Facebook. I'd love to hear a little bit more about the teachers who've made a difference in your life. All right. Now, don't forget about those nurses, small business owners, emergency service people, moms, because again, I'm going to, One more time, I'm going to drive home the fact that these should not all be celebrated in one single week. But thank you to everybody. It truly does take all of us to make our small towns work. So thank you. And I will be back next week with more. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Minded Podcast or at mollyknuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one, take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well lived being small minded.